Could there be any kind of letdown for Saturday night after winning the division? We talk about it with Eric Schlitt from Pride of Detroit. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Matt Derry back with you on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions on a Wednesday, December 27th and a Thursday, December 28th. Thanks for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate everybody subscribing and watching for free on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Our program today brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks at Locked On Lions, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. And again, thank you for subscribing and check us out for free on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. I have mentioned this before and I've said this. When I prepare for my show and we do this every single day, there's no better site than prideofdetroit.com. The folks there, Jeremy Reisman, Eric Schlitt, Ryan, John, everybody that's there do a great job. Eric Schlitt is with us today, managing editor of POD. And uh, I was thinking to you the other day, Eric, because you, your wife, Laura, the Jeremy, everybody, I mean, winning the division, you guys were fans first. Like, yeah, this is, this is awesome, right? You got to be on cloud nine right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very much. It's, it's, it's such a, a, a deserving fan base that does, that is uh, I think rightfully celebrating. And um, it's really, it's, it, it, you know, 30 years is a really long time, but, um, it's, it's yeah. nice to be able to, uh, it's nice to be able to sit back and enjoy it and, uh, have a couple weeks to, to really see if they can make some adjustments as they, uh, you know, host a, a playoff game, which is something we haven't really been able to say in a long time. Can you even imagine what that's going to be like in a couple of weeks? And, and, and I know it could even, it could get ramped up even more if it's Stafford. Right. But like that place is going to be nuts. Oh, certainly. Yeah, it, it's it's been loud all season, but it has the potential to really be as loud as it's ever been. I think, and and I'm really looking forward to it. I expect the ads to be um, as as exciting and electric as it's been, you know, ever since I've been covering the team. Eric, this team, uh, and you guys talk about it a lot on your website, but th- this team obviously has made history here. Biggest reason you think they're division champs? They're eleven and four with two games to go. What 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 do you pinpoint as reason number one? Well, I think it's 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 a leadership and their ability to have the right guys that understand how to follow the leadership that they have in place. Right, a lot of the teams around the NFL they're successful because they have players that follow that style of leader. Um, Andy Reid does such a phenomenal job in Kansas City because. The players that are on that roster understand his, his focus. And, and Belichick for so long had the right guys that fit their right system. And and with Dan Campbell, he wants, you know, the grit mentality guys. He wants guys that are willing to put the team first, guys that are, you know, don't care about the stats as much as they do about the victories. And and so that team unity, that that team understanding that goes from the locker room to the, you know, even like Dan Campbell said earlier this week, it's it goes through the front office, it goes through the management system. And the whole team concept is has really driven this team to, I think, the the levels of success that they've been able to have. 
you bring you bring up a great point about leadership and look at what's going on around the league, especially with these last two weeks. Quarterback changes, heck, this, the big story today about in Denver. I mean, what a what an absolute bleep show it is with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. That yeah. used to be us. That used to be us yeah, here. Certainly, there, you know, and it's like none of that takes place here, right? I mean, that's right. a big deal. That, that that it's just it's hassle free in Allen Park right now. Yeah, and, and look, J- Jair Alexander's getting suspended by the Packers yeah. uh, for basically putting himself ahead of the team. And and even though it was that was uh, something simple as a coin toss, that type of mentality, you don't think you're not going to see that from a lot of the players on this team. Like I could never imagine Jack Campbell saying, "Well, we're playing a game <laughs> in my hometown, so I'm yeah. going to just go out there anyways." Like it just it's not in the DNA of the guys that they that they evaluate and the guys that they draft and the guys that they bring in in free agency there, it's all team first. And you can see how happy they are. When you look at the team celebrations in the, in the uh, aftermath of their wins, they're just so excited for each other. And when you, when you talk to them in the locker room and you see them getting emotional and, and always wanting their, this for their teammate more than they necessarily want it for themselves. And that, that focus, that camaraderie is just, it's unique, I think, and it's it's a signature of what we I think the Lions have been building towards for three years. You bring up a great point because me and others were like, how could they not do something at the trade deadline? We need another edge rusher here. Yet, you're right, from a chemistry standpoint, I think Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell both said, we don't want to me- mess with the apple cart, but you mentioned it, Green Bay, Denver, all these other teams, uh, you know, Jarrett Stidham starting, all these things that are going right. on. And it's nice and just it's nice and quiet down at two 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 right now. Yeah, it certainly is. And look, we've seen all that, we've covered all that, and and to be able to just not have to deal with that is such a relief from a media standpoint. And it surely has to be from a, stand, a fan standpoint as well to not have that drama associated with uh, the team that you're that you're following. Eric Schlitt, one of the managing editors, prideofdetroit.com, uh, at Eric Schlitt on Twitter as well. All right, so obviously Sunday was pretty crazy. Ify Melifanu gets named Defensive Player of the Week uh, in the NFC. This is a guy that was buried three, four weeks ago. What a story yeah. this is. What a story this is. And, and a player that they've desperately needed to step up, and he's done it. Uh, he's clearly been better than Tracy Walker has. Then you get Gardner Johnson coming back soon. Um, but, man, what a shot in the arm for this team, huh? Yeah, it's it's – Justin Rogers said it earlier today – it's a very similar impact that we saw in, in the form of James Houston last year, where a guy came essentially out of the woodwork that we weren't expecting and is making, not just making plays and starting, but he's making impact plays, game-changing plays. And to be able to bring that in is such a luxury for the team because they definitely needed it. Their secondary was it, it has been leaky. Uh, they they've, haven't been generating turnovers. They found ways to blitz him, which has really, I think, unlocked a different element of the defense. And, you know, if he has always had the athleticism, he's always had those off-ball skills. I think that's one of the reasons why they drafted him in the third round was because of his ability to play off-man coverage. But now he's healthy. He's had a, a year plus at safety. And that experience is starting to kick in. And, and you're starting to see the light bulbs click. And, you know, it's similar to Derek Barnes, who in year three now is, is kind of taking the next step. And so 
some guys it just takes a little while to to build up that development and we're you're starting to see him it just seems like everything's clicking right now and i the number of big plays that he's made you probably can't count on both your hands at this point because he's just doing them time and time again so gardner johnson comes back i don't know if it's going to be this week or not but then what then what happens to the secondary who's the odd man out and how do you think they maneuver all of that yeah, he's going to be working slow, I think. Um, but he's going to want to be out there all the time, right? He's going to he's going to be a guy that you're going to try and get out on the field, um, you know, right off the bat. And, and and his versatility, I think, is what gives you a lot of flexibility. In a lot of ways, if he has a similar skill set as Gardner Johnson, in the fact that he can play in the box, in the slot, he can play deep, and even Brian Branch, that's we talked about the crossover. We've talked about the crossover with Branch and, and uh, Gardner Johnson in the past. And so you've got three of your four slot slash safeties that can all play position flexible. And because of that, it, I think it allows you to play almost exclusively nickel, which they do almost anyways, but you can even do it more. And then you have the option to get into more dime sets because you can bring guys like Malafonu down in the box, Gardner Johnson down in the box, and Branch is typically already there. But you can start using these big athletic defensive backs in positions that are essentially like fast linebackers, and you can use them to stop the run. You can blitz. You can do a whole variety of different things once you get them in. So you're not going to be able to play all four of them 100% of the time. But like if you get like a 75 split for a couple of those guys, there's going to be lots of ways that you can get creative with them. More with Eric Schlitt coming up next. I want to ask him about the possibility of a letdown. I mean, what took place this past Sunday was a celebration. As Aiden Hutchinson said, a hat and T-shirt game. Now they got to go to Dallas on Saturday night, play a desperate Cowboys team. We'll get into that with Eric from Pride of Detroit coming up next. Matt Derry, though, here to tell you about our friends at Prize Picks, best daily fantasy sports platform there is. If you want to do some DFS, there's nothing better than Prize Picks. You go up against nobody but the projections. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. You put down $10, you have a chance to win 25 times that money. Now, with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. So you could bet on Amon Ross St. Brown this weekend the same time you could bet on LeBron James. This weekend, for example, Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. You want to go more than or less than? Maybe go less than 100 receiving yards. You could do that. Jameer Gibbs, more than 70 rushing yards. As the Lions take on the Cowboys, you can do that as well. Test your skills on price picks this football season and win. It's 25 times up your money. Put in $10 and you can win $250. It's that simple. Go to pricepicks.com. Slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Back with Eric Schlitt from prideofdetroit.com. Check him out on Twitter at Eric Schlitt. Of course, he, Jeremy, the whole crew at Pride of Detroit do a great job. You want Lions news daily. They bring it to you. All right, Eric. So, so how do you look at this game Saturday night? Because last Sunday was just, like you said, people bawling their eyes out 30 years <laughs> in the making. They win the division. Now a Saturday night primetime game. They're 4-0 in primetime games this year under the lights. 
going to Dallas. How, how do you look at this? And could there be a chance that the Cowboys would be the more desperate team in this game? Yeah, I certainly think the Cowboys are more desperate because they are fighting for their division, whereas uh, the Lions have it locked up. Lions are fighting for seeding. Um, if they win this game, they stay in – if the Lions win this game, they stay in the uh, ability to get into the one seed potentially, but more than likely they have a, a, the upper hand on the two seed. Uh, if they lose this game, they're, they're almost, I think, locked into that three. So it's not huge stakes for the Lions uh, beyond seeding, whereas with – Dallas, they've lost two in a row. Uh, if they lose another one, they're not going to. They probably aren't catching Philly, who has a much easier schedule. And so Dallas really is going to have to bring everything with them. And yeah, so like the Lions are four and zero in prime time. Dallas is seven and zero at home. Uh, they're a much different team than they've been uh, when they're at home than when they're on the road. And so there's a lot of incentive for Dallas to come in with just everything they have and pull out any trick plays or whatever that they can do to try and be, to try and win this game, because it's, it's, it's significantly more important for their position in the playoffs than it is the Lions. What worries you most about this defense? And obviously we, we've talked ad nauseum about Aaron Glenn and, and everything mm -hmm. else, but they've not been able to get home a lot unless it's been blitzing lately. Secondary, like you said before, has been a bit, little bit leaky Heck, Nick Mullins, despite the four picks, threw for 400 yards, and then here comes Dak Prescott and that line and that Cowboys offense. What, what are you worried about for Saturday? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to worry about with the Lions' defense is their ability to to you know defend the pass. Um, C.D. Lamb has 109 receptions, which is most in the NFL. Dak Prescott has thrown 30 touchdowns, which is most in the NFL, and so they have a very aggressive a passing attack that uh, that works and. If the Lions don't have a game plan to take C.D. Lamb out of the game, then they're going to be fighting an uphill battle, and it's probably going to, you know, turn into a shootout or, you know, a one-sided affair. So, you've got to have a plan for for um, for C.D. Lamb, and I honestly, the you've got to blitz. You really do. I know they haven't been able to generate a lot of, you know, sacks beyond blitzing. But that's what's working because of the talent that they have. You don't have Aleem McNeil. You don't have James Houston, right? And when you get those guys back, maybe you can change things up. But right now, blitzing is how they create sacks. And if you can get Dak under pressure, he's not as good. And I, that's most quarterbacks, right? And, and so I think blitzing has to happen. And you have to have a plan for C.D. Lamb, priority one. Dan Campbell, coach of the year. I mean, is it a lock? Obviously, there's there's talk of Kevin Stefanski. Heck, if the Colts somehow win that AFC South, Shane Steichen's going to have to get some love. But do you think Campbell's locked it up with the division win? I think so. I uh, 30 years, to do something that your, the franchise <laughs> hasn't done in 30 years, I mean, that that screams coach of the year, right? And then to be able to do what he's done over the last 25 games. They're nine, 19 and 6 over the last 25. Like, the complete turnaround that, that he's been able to do with this organization can't be understated. And uh, I know the Brown story's great, and they're doing it with a backup quarterback. Um, don't get me wrong. They have elite defense, which is you know great. Um, and, and, yeah, surely the Indy story is, is really a fun one to watch as well as they're climbing their way in. But the Lions have been good from the jump. And they've been consistently good. They've been three and one in every single month of the season. And so it'd be hard for me to do to bet against it. I think Campbell probably has this thing locked up. And yeah, there'll be a couple challengers, but it's all my money is going to be on Dan Campbell. 
it's funny because for years the Lions were never predict, predicted to win anything. It's kind of funny listening to Aaron Rodgers the other day say, oh, I'm kind of ticked the Lions won the division. That used to be mine. Well, tough, Aaron, whatever. But <laughs> you know, get out of please get off of my off of my screen. But still, it's like people expected the Lions to win. Whereas with the Browns, like we said, Stefanski's on quarterback four. Nobody expected the Colts to do what they do. And it almost hinders Campbell a little bit that there were expectations. But like you said, I don't think people outside of Detroit understand the impact that he's had on that locker room. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's across the board, right? It, it's impact on the locker room, the organization, the community, and then just his his ability to to take a team that had to be torn down to the studs and then turn it around. Um, it's, it's awfully impressive. And the expectations were high, but he's hit them. And, and like, he's absolutely, and, and, and they were high because of him. Right. And, and so I don't think you can, I don't think when it comes down to like the decision makers, I don't think there's anything that they, that's going to sway them from him being the front runner. It's interesting too. He made a point. I think it was today about, it's everybody. And he mentioned Sheila. He mentioned Spielman. He mentions Rod Wood, uh, who I've been critical of on occasion on this show. <laughs> Please stay out of the draft pictures. But regardless, like everybody together works really well together. And there's something to be said about that because, as you know, it's been so bad for so long with, with so many different regimes that this one finally has got it right. And it's almost like we're pinching ourselves as we see the team, <laughs> you know, across the street lose 27 straight basketball games. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and it's they've done such a good job of organizing that front office. Brad Holmes and just his the people that he's put in place. He has a layered approach where mm -hmm. even if like one guy who they have really talented guys at certain at certain spots, but even if one guy like departs, they have plans and layers, and they they cross over positional response you know responsibilities of their jobs. So like they have the personnel and the smart minds to be able to not miss a beat, you know? And so they lost their, their, their lead draft analyst uh, before last draft who I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, blanking on his name, but he left right, you know, a few months before the draft and look what the draft that they had be, you know, regardless. And so you see that all over, all up and down the roster. It's like, man, if this guy leaves, well, then this guy's the next one in line. And if this person, you know, takes another job, well, they've got talent. And, it's it's an awfully impressive front office, and and the more you get to know the people that are behind it and who's in what decision making process, it sh it, it gives you a lot of confidence that the the success and this it has some sustainability to it. We're talking about the Detroit Lions, folks. You're we're, we're this is real. It's happening. Uh, and Ray <laughs> Agnew, by the way, I hope gets an interview. Oh, yeah. and I, I think he deserves it as well. All right, uh, rest of the NFC picture. I want to get Eric's thoughts on where the Lions sit right now with San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas. We'll do that coming up next right here on a Wednesday, Locked on Lions. And our program today brought to you by our friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. That's because the Game Time app is the best. I know there's other options. Trust me, we all do. But Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets. For all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, which I love, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Again, you get you utilize that game time app. Get that view from your seat from your venue. I told you guys before, a couple weeks ago, I was at the Indiana-Kansas College basketball game. Bought the tickets on game time. View from my seat. I knew exactly where I was going to sit. 
Section J Road 25. I knew I'd be kind of a center court. I loved it. And it just made the experience so much better. See that view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices. Show your total upfront so you know you're going to get a great deal without the hidden fees. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code L O C K E D O N N F L, locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. You want tickets for Lions Vikings? You know you can't get them through the team or through Ticketmaster. Go to game time. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Back with Eric Schlitt from prideofdetroit.com. Uh, e, we're looking at it right now. Lions are the two seed today. Obviously, uh, uh, with Philadelphia, and, and well, Philadelphia is a two technically now, but there could be mm-hmm. some jockeying here. When you look at the NFC and you see San Francisco and Philly, you see Dallas, um, how, how do you view the Lions with those teams? And I said this the other day, I, the Lions could be, are, are a Super Bowl contender. Maybe it's not because they're that great. Lions are really mm-hmm. good, but these other teams aren't great. San Francisco just lost. How do you kind of handicap the NFC right now? Yeah, I, I think those are your top four teams, right? Um, I don't think there's any real question about it. Um, whichever NFC East team isn't the division champ has, is going to have a harder road uh, having to go on the road in their first matchup. And then we'll, we'll then draw the one, likely draw the one seed in the, in the second round. Um, right now that's probably going to be San Fran, right? Like the odds on our odds are it's going to be San Fran. Uh, San Fran would have to lose one of their last two games. Uh, they play the Commanders this week, which seems like a win. They're changing their quarterback again. Uh, but then they have the Rams, and the Rams could be potentially a desperate team in the finale. And if you're a Detroit fan, you could be hope you, you're hoping that the Rams, you know, are, are are ready to go against San Fran because if you take care of business against Dallas, and then you take care of business against Minnesota, and then the Rams beat the 49ers, well then the Lions jump into that one seed and they get a bye. So Philly's not really in the equation as far as the Lions because they'll have the tiebreaker over Philly if they have the same record. So if the Lions went out and Philly wins out and they have the same record, the Lions will have the tiebreaker because they will have beaten Dallas. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. This weekend is important for that seeding. You lose, you're probably in the three. You win, you're in the two, and you have a shot at the one if Matthew Stafford can come through for you in uh, week 18. <laughs> I don't know, Eric. I've said this before on the show, and I continue to say it. It's not that I'm afraid of the Rams or Stafford, yeah. for that matter. I just don't want a week of Stafford talk, Kelly on Channel 4, all that crap. Like, I, I just yep. I don't want the Rams because I think this team deserves a week of hype of, man, the Lions are hosting a playoff game for the first time since 1993. And I think if the Rams come in, it'll be all Stafford. I don't know how you yep. feel. That's, that's no, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I do think if it's the Rams, it's going to be a storylines sure. about the, the trade. <laughs> that's all it's going to be. It's, it's going to yeah. be Stafford and can Goff beat his, you know, the guy who cast him off and, and Sean McVay can Stafford, you know, come back, you know, there's even going to be a national media that will probably twist it and say, well, the lions cast Stafford off. Okay. Let's not forget Stafford was the one who wanted to trade, right? right. And so, like, Great call. I, I do think that there go, there's a bunch of storylines, and and it's a national media uh, dream 
But locally, I completely agree with you. I don't want to face them. I, I don't want it to be about what was three years ago. I want it to be about what's now and, and, and how this team is playing now and more about Dan Campbell and, and the guys that are that are making the difference, not guys that were making a difference three years ago for the team. And so I, I'd rather face one of the other teams personally. And, um, you know, but I, I understand the appeal. I just, I don't care to see him. Are you concerned at all if the Lions uh, uh, play the Seahawks that there's this Geno Smith thing for the last two years? Is that, or are the Lions almost due to finally beat him? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what you're hoping for, right? Like it's, it's hard to beat a team uh, three times in a row, right? You know, and that's what the Seahawks and well, would Geno Smith have done? And um, I think you match up well with them. It can, you, you, it can turn into a shootout. If the Lions win that coin toss in week two, they probably go down and score because that's how well their offense was clicking. But Seattle wins the toss. Seattle goes down, scores. Seattle wins the game. And and so I, I, I do think, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think Seattle's a better matchup, um, less, you know, noise in the background and more focus on, on the organization itself. And so that's the matchup I'd rather see. I know you could get like a uh, – Maybe you get one of the NFC South teams challenging in, or maybe one of the NFC North teams drop in, and you're able to land one of those, especially if you're at the two. But um, you know, I, 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 I'd be okay with really either the either of those situations or the Seahawks. I think are probably um, a real serious contender right now. Final thing, Eric. Eric, give us a plug for the uh, for the website. Obviously, you guys do the POD podcast too. What do you got coming up yeah. this week? It's just, it's, it, we got all the stuff that we do on a normal standard week. We're going to have game previews coming up before the game. Jeremy does one uh, that focuses more on uh, analytics and, and he brings uh, his own opinion into how to uh, read those analytics. Uh, I focus more on uh, keys to victory, things that they need to do in order to win, like more film breakdown stuff. So we'll each have uh, our own, you know, what the lines need to do. And then we'll basically just have all the information that you need. Like the, the goal of our website is to basically be like an encyclopedia. If you have a question, we want to have an article on it. And so we're going to have all those articles leading up into the game, you know, what the roster looks like, what the, what the playoff situation looks like, what are the odds of the playoffs, uh, and all the game preview stuff that you would want. It's all coming down the pipe in the next couple of days. I got a text from one of my coworkers today, Chavez Vincent. He had no idea that I, I'm on your site all the time. And he said, great article. And it was the article about all the playoff probabilities. And it uh, was right there at prideofdetroit.com. So uh, awesome work, Eric. Thanks so much for uh, doing this. Say hey to Laura and uh, the fam. And uh, always good to see you, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. You got it. There he is. Eric Schlitt with us from Pride of Detroit. Tomorrow, the crossover, Marcus Mosier, host of Lockdown Cowboys. We'll find out what's going on down in Dallas with Marcus tomorrow right here on Lockdown Live.